You're listening to the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the, the very busy, these days, very busy Social Suplex Podcast Network. There's been shows dropping all over the joint this past week. We've got Rich Latter putting up columns left, right and centre on the Social Suplex website. And last but not least at all, we've got Ricky. Good evening, Ricky, and how are you tonight? Good evening. I'm, I'm doing well yourself. I'm alright, thanks. It's been a bit mental with the weather over here. I think it might be snowing tonight, actually. Uh, it's been it's been cold. Um, my entire street is like an, abs- is like an ice rink. Um, uh-huh. I fell last night. <laughs> God, I nearly fell this morning. I was um, getting out of my house. At, uh, it was five to six. and I was, I was running a bit late. So I just I quickly started doing that sort of half sprint, half sort of walk <laughs> and driveway was fine as soon as I hit the pavement I started sliding so I was like okay um, just need to take my time bye it's cold it's cold so stay safe out there folks in the bad weather <laughs> 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 so while um, while WWE's respective main event titles focus on a seven month long failed project and job or gender as well as potentially adding the big red Big Red Dinosaur to the Royal Rumble match to eat a pin. New Japan Pro Wrestling have got a battle of the, for the ages on their hands, and I'm obviously talking about Alpha versus Omega, Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega. It's been quite an eventful few nights since we last spoke uh, on the podcast, and they had the World Tag League Finals on, and basically Jericho appeared battering Kenny Omega. Then the very next night. Omega got retaliation at the press conference and it's basically turned into a sort of nice wee dream match into a bit of a blood feud. Have you been enjoying the build-up so far, Ricky? Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, it's not exactly too different in terms of what I've seen before. Aye. A lot of people, I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying, oh, look at this, could you imagine WWE trying to do this? You're like, hold on a minute, they do it quite a lot, but it's the build hasn't been... Anything, like I said, anything different from what I've saw before. I think the build is because you're getting Jericho, quote unquote, WWE guy against Omega. A match you never thought would happen, and that's what's making it special. Um, I liked uh, when Jericho appeared in the ring and gave him the code breaker. I enjoyed that. Um, the table bump in the press conference was was brutal as well <laughs> Jericho excellent. literally throws the table and it catches up three or four guys like square in the face um, you had a bit of profanity as well so it, all of a sudden the dream match feels really personal which I think is adding to it but I think more than anything I think it's just because it's two guys you never ever thought were going to wrestle and it's been a good build it's been a good build um, so I, I'm really looking forward to it and we're what, about three weeks away from it as well yeah. so no doubt something else might happen in between it. So, yeah, um, it was it was it was good watch. This has got Jericho's hands all over it, I think, because you know he likes to have long term storylines. 
with his stuff with Mysterio, Shawn Michaels, even Kevin Owens last year. He likes slow builds and he likes to plot it out. And I think even with things like adding Don Callis into it when he got codebreakered and then giving Don Callis the middle finger at the press conference, this is all planned out and it's it's good. Jericho's still got the, his creative juices flowing and he was on fire at the press conference as well, swearing, cursing and blinding and flipping the bird to folk. It was excellent. So, I mean, it's kind of, it's overshadowing the rest of the pay-per-view so far. I mean, this is coming from someone who's relatively ignorant towards the whole of New Japan wrestling. And obviously you've got Naito and Okada in the, the main event, so I'm not sure what's happening there. But this seems like the big, the big match for Wrestle Kingdom 12 so far. I think they're probably, it's like a, you know, like Undertaker and Roman Reigns was the main event, but Goldberg and Brock was also like class a main event. So I think I think it's similar to that. Um, from what I've seen, a bit of it and read things, um, they treat their, their main title uh, as a sort of like a big deal. And it almost feels, I think, that will definitely be like the quote-unquote main event and that will probably close the show. I think they treat that like, like with a lot of respect. Um, so I and even you've got Cody on as well defending his title. Um, sorry, is he? No, he's got his is oh. it Ring of Honor. He's R- got sorry Ring of Honor with Kabush, um, Abushi. Yeah, so you've got that as well. So that's like three great, great matches. Um, but a lot of focus obviously is on Omega and Jericho because I think, like I say, it's, it's a sort of dream match and it's a match no one expected to ever see. And, and to be quite frank, it came out of like came out of left field. No one saw it coming. I know a lot of people saw we saw the, the the back and forth on Twitter, but some people might have thought that was just a bit of banter. But it was obviously leading to this. But no, I don't think anyone expected it really um, no. to happen this soon. Or if that would even happen at all. And it's quite surprising. So. Not sure what it's going to be like because they don't have weekly TV as far as I'm concerned for New Japan. I think that they have their press conferences, so there's going it. There will be more interaction. There's still a few weeks to go. Something else will happen. Mm-hmm. Whether that's just something like maybe they've shot something before and then they'll release it later on, or whether it's going to be something on social media. Um, no doubt something will happen because, like you say, it's um, is it is it the Fourth or the fifth of Jan, it is actually. Um, I think it's the fourth. So, it's, so that would be three weeks today then. So, I uh, like I say, it's more than anything. It's just that dream match element to it, and I think that's what's getting everyone really, really excited. And like the Chris Jericho, he's not the Chris Jericho of like ten years ago. He's obviously. His, his style's changed, but I think Omega will, will fly around the ring and bump for him. And it, hey, it could be a really, really good match. Um, I don't see why it won't be because to be honest, Jericho's been involved in a lot of really, really good matches uh, in the last sort of year, uh-huh. the last run last year of his time in WWE. So, especially his last few with Kevin Owens as well. So, I don't think see the way it's turned out. It's not really an issue that Jericho's a couple of paces behind Omega because it has turned into a blood feud. It's going to be a brawl more than it's going to be a, a wrestling clinic. Like I said, even at that, with Omega, Omega's sort of agility and his ability to fly around the ring, he will bump 
for Jericho very well. So in that sense, you don't need to worry about that. Uh, it it might be a somewhat of a fast paced match at times as well. But like I say, I don't have any issues with Jericho sort of hanging in with Omega and, and really mm-hmm. showcasing his ability. Um, so yeah, I think bottom line is because it's just we're getting really really close to it now, and I think everyone's sort of adrenaline's going and we're all getting pumped up for it. And I, I think it will deliver. I hope well. I hope. I'm sure it will. The whole event will deliver anyway. That's a certainty. Mm-hmm. I think um, it it probably will just be like a, a one-off match. I really don't see it sort of going any further, which probably will tell you who's most likely going to win it. But that's not an issue. Um, and And I think that's... That's which makes it even more special, because you know, you even though like a lot of people, but oh, well, for the one-off, we know who's going to win it, etc., etc. But it just adds to it. You're like, wow, we might never ever get to see this. So that's as well. That's another element to it that sort of makes you more excited for it. Aye, I am excited. It's it's got a nice way, way to bring in the new year. So let's start getting more excited. <laughs> I've not really got anything else to say in that. No, I think I have covered it, and let's say so. Let's say we're only three weeks away, so well, we've not got long to wait now. Aye, plenty of time, plenty of time for more stuff to go in. So we'll move on to some WWE stuff now, and we're joined by Barry, who hasn't been on for a few weeks. But welcome back to the show, Barry. How are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me back. It's a pleasure. Not a problem. No, the pleasure's all. The pleasure's all of us. It is. <laughs> Uh, so as you say, you've not, we've not been on for a while. So, how has your opinions been on WWE the past few weeks? We'll touch on Raw just now, and we'll get to SmackDown later. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling uh, about it? I just the sort of usual time of the year, sort of low. No, I get dealer stuff happening storyline wise. Um, uh, but I mean, some of the matches have been quite good actually. I'm wrong that uh, I found myself sitting through quite a lot of the matches as opposed to skipping through them. Mm-hmm. Um, especially that week there I thought there was quite a, a good few matches that uh, I found, found they need not to skip by but um, I think it's just a sort of usual time of the year so I'm just ready for it to end and ready to hit the, the Mania season Aye. I've really enjoyed the matches on Raw the last few weeks actually this back and forth between The Shield and um, The Bar and Samoa Joe like, see the matches mm-hmm. the individual Shield matches this week I thought were all really good for different reasons Cesaro and Aye, that surprised me, yeah. Cesaro and Roman Reigns put on a really good show there. Cesaro worked on that arm like nobody's business through the whole match and really healed it up. Uh, there was a really a quick exchange in the Dean Samoa Joe match, which I just thought was top notch. Quick, quick reactions from Samoa Joe. There was a bit when Jason Jordan came down and him and Joe were interlocked, and Dean Ambrose did the suicide dive. And there was right. a stramash, a loads of ruckus and stuff. Jordan was on the floor. Joe flung Dean back in, and Joe uh, did a quick senton bomb outside. I thought this was—it just all happened within the space of ten seconds, and it was just a lovely ten seconds of heightened action, and it was excellent. And uh, Seth Rollins, the Sheamus match—that was top notch. I really liked that one, and I've seen a couple of weeks ago how I've been enjoying Seth selling, where he was. Like nursing a rib injury during his 
interview with Renee Young, and this week he was doing the Falcon Arrow suplex stuff. Oh, aye. Hobbling, with a knee injury, aye, is it? hobbling on the knee. Just, just subtle stuff. And I've always enjoyed Seth Rollins, but the last few weeks I've actually really enjoyed the all the nuances and stuff that he's got going on. Do you agree with that one, Ricky? Yeah, um, just sort of harking back to a couple of points you made beforehand as well. The, the three matches were excellent. You know, um, the three one that the Shield were involved in. So, and it, and it sort of ties in in a way as well to the storylines they've got going on for the Barn Joe as well. So I, I did, I did thoroughly enjoy that. Um, like I said, I've been really enjoying Seth's work um, for a long time now. Because uh, at first I wasn't too sold on the whole face, but it was probably in the build and they'll sort of lead up to winning it back with Ambrose. And ever since, it just seems like you know they've got that they've got a juicy phone and they've got that sort of that the adrenaline and they're, they're happy more than anything. Because you know yourself, like if you're not if you're not happy with getting into your place of work, then it definitely is going to affect your performance. So. Yeah, uh, I did enjoy those three matches, and also I know you, you referred to the Joe and Ambrose exchange as well. Um, Roman and uh, Cesaro had a a great exchange as well, where Roman was setting up for a Superman punch, and um, as you can, he's coming in sort of mid air, ready to land it, and Cesaro then just sort of does like a big sort of uppercut, sort of like clothesline thing to uh, Roman's arm as it's coming close to him, which right. is kind of cool. Um, so I. But, I mean, those three were. Those, I really did enjoy those three matches, but obviously the main event was about, you know, like who the fuck booked this sort of thing. Well, there was a, a point where Cesaro just couldn't stop. Uh, I couldn't have a nickel on that one. Point. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I was going to pick up on. The actual wrestling that's been going on in Raw has been really good the last few weeks, but then you've got the Braun Strowman Kane feud going on, and all of a sudden. It's a number one contendership match for the Rumble match with Lesnar. And it's a double count out, so you're led to believe that it's possibly going to be a triple threat match at the Rumble. Why on earth is um, that happening? I see, um, I just, thought that was going to happen anyway. Uh, I was going to say, like, Barry called that in the group chat as well, so... Uh-huh. That's terrible. I'll be honest with you, the most captivating story for me at the minute is actually... I never thought I'd say it's the women's story in Raw. Really, I'm. I'm just, I am off for it at the minute. Right into it, actually. <laughs> Thinks it's just spread out, spread out, but it's usually just one sort of woman bit and raw. But this seems to be like you've got parts at the start, middle, and at the end, and even the SmackDown one's quite good and all. But it's just like a sort of more cheesier version of the raw one, I suppose. But um, no, I've, I've really enjoyed the women's stuff this well. <clears throat> it's good that they're all involved actually they're making good use of all of them which they're they're bad for not doing at times because you would, I know when you're seeing it it's like you've got Paige or who was it that Mickey James Mickey James was involved in the match and you think to yourself oh I forgot she was involved with them but they've got them all involved now and it seems like all the the rest of the roster even Alexa Bliss to a certain extent is doing the face I know she's kind of playing it easy taking a back seat but the rest of them, they're all gone ho and trying to take over Absolution. So, and uh, Ricky, you we got a bit more further forward with Asuka's booking. What did you think of that specifically this week? Um, 
I know, was it last week you were telling me just to sort of be patient and see where it goes and... I don't know. I... If I'm honest, I still, I still don't know. Well, still the... don't. The... I, like, I understand that in time she will get her hands on them and she, like, she'll dominate and just, just utterly just kill them. I said I still don't I, I still can't get out of my mind that I understand what you're saying she walked away and she had a smile and she was sort of thinking like I'll get like I'll, I'll get you at some point I know he says that previously I still can't ever get that out of my head that she backed away but she went she went for it this week though she went I would have rather she went for it in the, 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 the first week well mm-hmm. I'm with Ricky here, actually. I was quite disappointed about it, though. I don't know. It's just... I can understand it's that slow slow build to it, and you're getting to it, and you're getting to it. I don't know. I'm just... Uh, there's certain... There's certain people who... I feel like... I say this before. John Cena, Roman Reigns, Taker, Brock Lesnar, etc. wouldn't have backed down. They wouldn't have walked away. Uh, and to me, that's that's Asuka's like the female version of some of those guys. It's in my eyes, anyway. And I just like I say, I just can't get it out of my head. I just, <laughs> I would, I would have rather, I would have rather she got absolutely annihilated in the middle of the ring, and I'd have just been like, Do you know what? It took three years to beat her, to beat her down. No, no. Uh, the first week I thought it was stupid. The second week, then I sort of galled. I can see where they're going here. Culminate within the third or fourth week, and that happened in the third week, but it was just weird to see her take a sort of beating that. So early on, it's still early on in the main roster career. So, and, and the other thing I don't like, I don't like how um, Paige, uh, Rose, and oh, is it Deville? Uh-huh. Um, I don't like after like what is it? Is it's been about three weeks, and now all of a sudden. They're the ones that are running scared. Like they're running out of the ring and they're backing away and they're getting pulled to safety, just because like, aren't like the raw, the raw women have all united to stand against them. So I think like no, like can't you've dragged out a bit longer. Like book them stronger. Like book them. You don't. I'm not. You don't, not in the sense of burying folk, but you're just trying to make them three look a bit strong. And all of a sudden, a few weeks later, you've got them back pedaling. I, I felt I felt that you could have dragged that out a bit longer. <clears throat> it then becomes like sort of just a female version of the shield, just it's the exact same as that. Really, so I could I'll probably try to change it up a bit. I, I I can understand that, but also sometimes there's nothing wrong with sort of doing something like recycling it every now and then. But no, 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 no. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm nitpicking. Um, yes, you are. I might be, <laughs> but well, how many uh, how many fought up against absolution? Sorry. How many of them stood in the ring against Absolution at the end when Absolution ran ran scared? The whole roster was there. Exactly. Quite a few of them. So that's understandable. They're they're chicken shit. They're coward heels. They pick on one person at a time, and then it's the roles have been reversed. It's turned back on them, and they think, "No, I'm not having anything to do with that." So they run away. Right. I know, but. I hate to I hate comparing it to it, right? But the Shield annihilated everyone for a long, long time. 
before they got their quote unquote comeuppance. Like they, honestly, they never, they never really were on the they weren't ever on the back foot until they had it was like a three on eight sort of um tag match on Raw. Daniel Bryan was in that eight man team, um, and I remember it because Roman dished out two absolute brutal looking fucking spears. One is Zack Ryder, and I can't remember who, other, who the other one too is. And Roman was the first one eliminated from the show. And that took a while for them to get their come up. And, I don't know. It's just. Let's see. Maybe, maybe I am nitpicking. Um, well, they can't, they can't really. I would, I, would, I, would, I, would like, I would have liked them just to continue with dominance that little bit longer. I don't think we'll get good booking for Absolution long term because if you look at recent history, you've got. What was the name? Wrestling. No, the wrestling. The Welcoming Committee. That was dreadful. Mm-hmm. You had the whole Team Bad versus Team PCB, um, Team Bellers or whatever it was. That was all pretty naff in terms of like women's women's faction. So they're still struggling to find a, a decent, decent long term creative for all that women's faction. It's dead easy though. I don't know the Riot Squad. It's still early for them as well. There's more of a focus. Oh, and Charlotte and Natalia, but the right squad are, it's basically mirror image of each other. And because it's on SmackDown, surrounded by a pretty lacklustre show, it doesn't get the any sort of praise that it might deserve. I don't know if it does deserve praise, though. But, I don't know, maybe just they can't book women's wrestling in general, because it comes under scrutiny so many times. <laughs> Anyone want to chime in there? <laughs> no, I, I think what the pro that in this process, I think at the moment we're trying to build other female stars, and I think look, where's Alexa Bliss? What, what, what has she got going on? She's been protected just now. She's obviously of value in the the general title scene, obviously Vince sees something in her that she keeps getting the title back and she holds the title for a long time So I get that, I get that but I need to see some sort of build for uh, towards Paige or whoever Right Well, you know, I don't know I, to me it should be it should be a fairly easy booking process to get to Wrestlemania for the women like very easy it should be, but they don't make it easy for themselves. So, well... Two well, minutes. Look. <laughs> I'm on Twitter, right? <laughs> right. And Cena's trending, and I don't know what the fuck is going on. Is it possibly that he's scheduled for Christmas Day versus Roman Reigns? Is he? I think there was something to come out about that. What's this thing that's happened? This, this Facebook thing? This show or, on Facebook or something? This, uh, this, uh, what, mixed and matched? Uh, aye, but they've apparently ruined something for Aye. Well, uh, they have because I, they announced I've, I've it. I never read what it was they ruined, they ruined but well, we don't know if we should say, we should say it then. Aye, probably not, but i just seen that and I quickly passed by it earlier. Just mm. embarrassingly ruined something for the people have you already. Well, we won't, we won't say anything about it then, so... We'll just move on. Uh, we'll, we'll I don't see. Does he anything trend on Twitter? 
I was on it just there. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't know if it's just because he's on BBC making bloody Premier League picks. That might be it. <laughs> Is he? <laughs> Random. But then I saw someone saying John Cena retired, but I don't know if they're just talking shit. Probably are. Ah, that's unheard of. <laughs> hey, maybe because you get that film, I don't know. Oh, it's Ferdinand, is it? Real Ferdinand, aye. Uh, <laughs> he plays him. It's a biopic in his life. <laughs> a white guy plays Real Ferdinand. <laughs> so, see, we were talking about the Universal title match for the Rumble, which is possibly going to be a triple threat match. That has annoyed me greatly. There have obviously... N- Vince can't really think of a credible opponent to take on... Lesnar, he's basically run out of folk that he thinks can do it. <laughs> so he's thinking, right, I'll give Braun Strowman a shot because I don't know what I'm doing with him just now because he's been shoehorned into this Kane feud. So why don't I just put Kane in so it's just a, a monster triple threat? Obviously, Kane's going to be there to eat the pin so that Roman, um, they have done the called Strowman Roman again. Yep. So that Strowman can still look strong without being pinned and so that Lesnar can take have an easy defeat, easy victory so that he goes on to face Roman Reigns at Mania. It's just very, really lazy and I don't like it at all. It's a waste of a, t- see the Royal Rumble you traditionally have really good world title matches that, I don't see that being a good world title match Kane's just too slow now to add anything of value to matches and the Brock Lesnar Braun Strowman match for No Mercy was a bit of a dud as well so I'm bit Aye, exactly. <laughs> Aye, maybe, maybe they'll try and make up for it. I think, like, it's a it's a shame for Kane. Like, folks just need to go back to like fifteen years, and you'll just you'll see how great Kane was. Um, but I now, like you said, he's he's only in there to eat the pin, uh, and at the same time to to protect Braun. But I know you're saying that Vince <coughs> has run out of folk for Brock to face. Outside of Finn, who would you, who would you assume who who could you think would be worthy enough to, to be in that match? Do they have to? They, it's four, okay. It's four hours. There's a Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. They've already got. They could easily have AJ face someone in a world title match. WWE title match, right? So there's one mm-hmm. world title match you've got. There's plenty of mid card shots. There's a couple of both tag team scenes are thriving at the moment. February for Raw is the Elimination Chamber match. Why can't they just put Lesnar in the Chamber match and save? They don't need to have him at the Rumble. He's not required. Oh, really? You wouldn't? No, no, I don't agree it's with a big, that. It's a big four. It, it always appears at a big four. Uh, so. but I it's, to me, it's bad enough that your fucking title wasn't defended at every pay-per-view. And uh, alone... The, uh, in, my mind, in my mind, probably the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. Mm-hmm. Um... I know, no, he's got to be there. He's got to be no, there. It's and, if it's, an and I think if it's not Finn, then it's it needs to be someone. I, I, I genuinely couldn't think right now who it could be if it wasn't Finn. Could have been Samoa Joe again, I suppose. Um, it could have been, but I, I think I like I like what he is because he's obviously going to get the the what's it called the IC title. I see. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Like, look, who who is there that you could possibly have? I would much unless you were have... some, unless you were somehow able to get Cena to appear at the Rumble um, if he was available because that would be a great match regardless of what people want to say two part timers it would still be a good match 
Um, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like you're, you're running out of people. I think of this. Has Brock Lesnar been in an elimination chamber match? No, it's I think he has. Like not not recently, but he's been in one before. No, I don't, I don't think, think so. he has. No, I'm sure. I'm sure he has. Um, you could have Brock Lesnar, Samoa Joe, Finn, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, and someone else. <laughs> Fuck it, even put Kane in the elimination chamber match. You've got six guys and it'd be chaos. A lot of big burly men there. That would be a Aye, see from a that. like a fun quality viewing point of view. I'd much rather see Brock Lesnar used at the chamber pay per view than at the Royal Rumble. No, but the chamber match is probably going to be the one that will yeah. determine the number one contender. And Barry, you said in the chat group that you don't think it will be Roman. Was that just a wee joke, or do you have another theory? I just thought it was too obvious now. I just had a feeling that uh, there, might have, there might be some sort of swerve before Mania. Because um, they've just got a habit of doing that recently. Um, and just because he's the IC champion now, how does he go for that to all of a sudden main event in WrestleMania? That's what I'm thinking. He drops the title between now and I think certainly between, between now and the Elimination Chamber. But I think probably between now and Rumble, I think he might actually drop it on either the Christmas Day or the New Year's Day Raw, and then he'll win the Elimination Chamber uh, number one contender match. So a guy that held the IC title for what the best part of two months, if that, rather than to believe is the main event in WrestleMania. Hmm. I think I'll say there's twelve matches at Mania. I'll be watching a lot of them if that's the case. I mean. The match him and Brock had at the last Mania was a fucking great match, I thought. But the problem Aye, now, the problem we're faced with now is if we believe this match is going to happen, in reality, there's only going to be one winner. And that, that, mm-hmm. that's what's kind of, kind of what ruining it. Aye. That's what I, I, I don't... Do I say that I love Roman. I think Roman and Ring's great. I think kind of Mikey's whatever. Um, but... Like I say, it's just too predictable what they're going to do, and then, and then what's going to happen after that? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Aye, Roman probably drops the title the next day of you. <laughs> no, I think what you, I think to be honest, I think what you're going to get after that is a long Roman reign. Oh, I like what I, you did you, there. If that is the case, then I, it, it would happen. You'd imagine. No, like, at, at least, at, at least, at least. Minimum to at least SummerSlam. SummerSlam, aye. He would hold that. But I think he would might even hold it longer. Well, traditionally speaking, something that they've built for that long, the person they build it with for the title, ends up in a, a daft, serious injury the following month. So he probably forfeits the title after all that. Mm. <laughs> the thing is, like... That's a good I'll point. to Daniel Bryan. And if you go look, after Brock Lesnar beat Taker, for instance, he was just, you know... He went on this absolute tear. Even, even for, in fact, no problem from when when he beat Cena for the title when he destroyed him. He went on an absolute tear and held the title for so long. I think we're going to get a very, very long Roman feud if and when he wins the title. Mania. Say Brock has a change of mind and it's just like that last time where he just signs on a deal. I would think he would never lose the title. Then. Oh, don't I, say I, I that. Think, I think. I think. I think you can 
can pretty much guarantee Roman's walking out of Mania with the title. And to be perfectly honest with you, see if that's the match you're going to go with. He fucking better walk out of Mania with the title. Right. Um, for, you know what? You're like, right. we, like we said in the chat earlier on, fucking done with Brock having the title. I might not want the match, but if it's going to happen, I want it back on Roman so that we've got the match, the the title defended monthly. Mm-hmm. I just am just confused as to the fact we're in December I know yet we could already tell you the end of this year's mania and we've been able to tell you that's probably the end of last year's before <laughs> last year's that's disappointing yeah. aye so mm, I'm so right now I couldn't tell you if it wasn't to be Roman who would it be um, I mean a dream scenario if Roman didn't make it then he could then go and like, we could have a, finally have a shame triple threat at mania but that won't happen now I don't think so uh, I generally don't know who I'd put Brock against unless they were managing to line up with a sort of super return or somebody I don't know <sighs> and that's the problem like that when people thought when we're sitting here saying the triple threat is going to be horrible like can you really think of someone other than Finn hold on I'll be honest I never I didn't say anything about that much being horrible. It didn't actually bother me if that was the, the case that the, much. The, tri- the triple threat? Aye, aye. It doesn't no, me. I'm saying, like, I, I personally probably wouldn't like it. Um, aye, aye. And I know uh, Clive won't either, and I, I'm assuming John Ross maybe not, but I'm just saying that, like, if we don't if we don't go in that direction outside of Finn, who the hell could they possibly put in that match? Mm-hmm. I know. That we haven't already seen quite recently. Just that's where it's difficult they've booked themselves into a corner but Brock dominating the whole roster near enough like the main the main event slash upper mid card guys Brock's ran through them all so you're only left with Roman it's annoying Uh, it smells yeah sort of it'll make sense eventually whatever it is they're planning so interesting times it is Speaking of interesting times, something that isn't interesting is SmackDown. Will we talk about that since we don't like it? <laughs> is that us done talking about now? <laughs> oh, hi, that's us finished. There we go. Enjoy yeah. SmackDown. <laughs> so, you wouldn't believe in the pay have you in the way. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, come on. That that was a pretty bad SmackDown this week again. The only thing that's of any sort of merit to it is... I've got slight interest that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are in the main event feud, but mm-hmm. I'm not liking how the main event feud's going. Shane McMahon is just eating up, eating up TV time. I don't know what's going on with Daniel Bryan. They keep teasing us with him, like when he came in. Have you seen SmackDown, Barry? I'm just in the process of watching that just now. Actually, I'm in the Charlotte match. Um, it doesn't matter anyway because I've already made my mind up what happens in that match. So. Well, it's just the whole thing with Daniel Bryan, will he, won't he screw them over and stuff like that. It's fine, but it's just not enough for me to have an interest in. Ricky? Um, I'm very, very interested in this match. Right, on you go then. Very. Because for the first time in a long, long time, I think I've convinced myself that Daniel Bryan's going to wrestle for WWE again, and this is where it's, this is a road beginning to it. And for that reason, and that reason alone, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I said last week that I think something like 
that Shane McMahon will get knocked down or knocked out and Daniel Bryan comes out and counts a one, two, three, I still think that will probably happen in the sense that uh, Shane might be up in their face and they might be arguing, Daniel Bryan ties the camera down and then there's some sort of like collision and like whatever Shane falls out of the ring and then Daniel Bryan counts one, two, three for KO and Sam to win, which further teases attention. I don't think you're going to get a full-on heel turn where Daniel Bryan suddenly attacks people and helps Kevin Owens and Sammy win. I don't see that. I think I think eventually you're going to see Shane turn on uh, with on um, Daniel Bryan and that will be your match at Mania, which we've said before. So I think this is the start of it. But that's the only reason why I'm excited for this match. What about the rest of the card? <laughs> Well, Natalia and Charlotte is going to be excellent. I know that. Are you sure? Yep. Even yep. with even with the lumberjacks. That's fine. I don't whatever. I don't really need them there, but lumberjills. But I don't really need I them there. But I've noticed they're no longer called lumberjills anymore. <laughs> no, um, I know. I'm two of my favourites. So I'm really looking forward to that match. The fatal four way tag match could just be. Awesome as well. It could be. And I'm actually interested in the US uh, triple threat match because I think I'm going to predict it. Give me a prediction right now. I think Bobby Roode's going to win it. So for that reason, I'm excited because now finally Bobby Roode's got a purpose on the main roster. So I, I wouldn't say I'm I'm like overly over the top, really desperate to see it. But I'm not as down on it as a lot of people. I'm, I'm some of the matches I've got an interest in and for that alone I'm interested to see the entire pay-per-view that's fair enough if you're happy to see it then that's that's a better mindset than quite a lot of folk have um, well, I, th- I think even if you can just pick out one little thing and that's what I'm doing to, like Daniel Bryan that's the only reason I'm interested in that match Charlotte and Natalia they're two of my favourite wrestlers that's why I'm looking forward to that match the Bobby Roode potential winning US title that's why I'm looking forward to that and the Fatal 4 with the tag match just has to be a good match it just has to yeah like, I... you know there's too much too much talent there and the Usos and New Day have obviously got some chemistry and so does Alpha in there and obviously it could be the coronation of Rusev so you know why wouldn't I be excited <laughs> the one thing that annoy, <clears throat> like, annoys me about the tag match is I would have preferred if it was just the Usos versus Shelton and Chad Gable because mm-hmm. they, they won that title shot and they still haven't had it properly on their own yet so it feels as if they've been shafted a wee bit maybe 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 they're doing a fatal four way just to fill it because they're looking at the Royal Rumble or whatever to have the Usos in Alpha Aye, mm. and I think you for sort of entertaining promo segments it's going to be the New Day versus Aiden English and Rusev for a while I think they'll also base it on just looking back at previous pay-per-views. They'll say, well, majority of these SmackDown ones have been tagged, just a single tag match, one-on-one. Two-on-two, sorry, but just two tag teams, so they've just mixed up a bit and made it a fatal four-way. And it'll be Let's one person on from each tag team that are in it. That's okay. exactly nice. Sorry, some random technical difficulties there, but we seem to be back with some nice ambient sound. Uh, what other matches? The three-way match, US title. 
I don't really see a title change with this one yet. I think they're holding off for a, a Boxing Day. Bobby Roode, US title win. He'll win that on either the 26th of December or the 2nd of January. A match against Corbin. That's what I think will happen. They always have a wee... Something significant always happens around New Year's time, I think, to bring in the New Year. So I think it'll be Roode winning the US title. What else? AJ, please win that match, AJ. Please. My sanity and happiness in life rests on your Georgian shoulders. <laughs> you know, I saw a tweet earlier on it, and I'm going to fucking pull it up, because I typed up an absolute essay to reply to this guy, and I deleted it because I was like, do you know what, I'm not, I don't uh, spout negative stuff on Twitter. So, I'm not going to say who's done it. Right, so, it's guy basically says, everyone, do you realise that um, we got six months of gender as a champion to beat, like, top guys for him to then just lose to the future owner of a company and his home country of origin? So, mate, you actually think Vince McMahon planned out seven months of gender beating Randy Nakamura to lose the title to AJ the week before the Indian tour to then get beat off Triple H in India? Like, that's what you're saying? Andy's Canadian and all. Alright, like, get yourself to fuck. Uh-huh. Like, people just need to accept the fact that Jinder's reign wasn't that great, but when people turn around and say, this is one of the worst reigns ever, bloody, were you no fucking there when David Arquette won the fucking title for WCW? <laughs> or when Vince fucking McMahon won the fucking Rumble and won a title as well? But that was exciting <laughs> stuff. This is boring. What the fuck? You calm down. Jinder's uh, G- second match with Orton was good. The one who was in St. Louis with Ric Flair and Cowboy Bob Orton in the front row. That was a good match. See see the tweet? Was it? I hope it wasn't someone from the Social Suplex crew. <laughs> Fuck knows, I don't think it was. <laughs> so, if it was someone from the team that tweeted that, I apologise for Ricky's comments. Uh, he didn't mean it because the rain was bad. I, no, I don't. I don't think it is someone from that from the social suplex crew. To be honest, and if it was, fuck you, because <laughs> oh you're God. full of shit. It was me, Austin. It was me all along. <laughs> I think it's been a dreadful run. It's to the point where I didn't care at all. I just wanted the title off gender. It wasn't a case of Vince winning the rumble. That was interesting. That was entertaining. David Arquette, WCW, the less said about WCW, the better. But I thought that was quite good when Vince won the Rumble. See, back then we didn't realise. That was annoying. No, I'm not I'm not saying it's not good, it wasn't exciting, bloody bad, whatever. But you're sitting there saying we've got we've had to deal with gender winning a title. But at the end of the day, like, you fucking put a title on Vince McMahon, for fuck's sake. See, this but basically... How is that credible? The six months that Jinder held that title were such... Like the most boring six months that SmackDown's had. Right, and no, 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 because yeah. SmackDown for a while was shite before Jinder got the title, and and Jinder's not got the title, and SmackDown's still shite. SmackDown is still shite, and people can say, "Oh, the Jinder experiment was a failure." No, the ratings haven't haven't changed that much. The subscriptions in India haven't changed that much. It wasn't a failure, but it wasn't a success. 
this has bothered you somewhat? It bothers me when people talk shite. <laughs> it does. It bothers me when people just say absolute nonsense. And on top of that, you've got a lot of people out there who have just got their favourites and will just fail to acknowledge what someone's done some good work. It's 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 weird. It's just weird. I'm not but getting... in saying that, the sooner gender gets out of the title scene, the fucking better. <laughs> For God's sake. <laughs> but it, it would be it would be fucking hilarious though if gender won the title on Sunday. I would never watch SmackDown again if gender won the title on Sunday. <sighs> I think he'll probably hit, hit, hit go to probably feud at the US title or something maybe. He'll be at Wrestle mm. Kingdom 12. <laughs> and he'll, he'll, beat, he'll beat Okada and he'll have the title for like 12 years or something. Shall we calm things down a bit and do some predictions? Yep. Right, so, first off, Mojo Rawley versus Zack Ryder in the Who Could Care Less feud. I have picked Mojo, as has JR. JR gave in his predictions earlier. Is this is this on the pre? Is there a pre-show? Ah, is there it, a pre-show? It's Mojo versus Ryder in the pre-show. Right. Did by the way, uh, I know it's who cares and all that, but Mojo put a tweet tweet uh, put a tweet out earlier tweet, on tweet and it was uh, tweet tweet <laughs> where he was doing a promo at the performance center. It was actually a pretty damn good promo. Um, but in saying that, I whatever I'll go with Mojo. It's no, he's not the worst guy ever. But he will hold the title soon. He'll beat AJ at the Rumble. <laughs> He'll win the Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> After beating AJ for the title, but... And then, then he, he fights that American <laughs> football guy with front known mania. Oh, uh, uh, Rob Gronkowski. Aye, uh, him. Gronk. <laughs> Mojo versus <The> Gronk. Gronk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what's your pick, Vicky? Yeah, uh, Mojo. Mojo, sorry. Barry? Uh, Mojo for me as well. And Mojo, 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 Mojo for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a team who have actually I've quite enjoyed their sickening tandem work is the Bludgeon Brothers versus Breeze Angle. I've went for the Bludgeon Brothers in this one and JR has also went for them. He has called them 2B. Uh, Barry? Aye, <clears throat> right, same. There's no other option. Ricky. Yeah, I'm the same. Are they splitting Breezango up? No, what they've done is they've taken the fashion files the off. Uh, and that's just going to be like on the network or the site or whatever. Aye, www.com. I think the uh, stuff that is. See the fashion files? They're mm-hmm. taking them off of Smackdown and just putting them on the website instead. How come? Fuck knows. Because so they're trying, trying, trying to find ways of making SmackDown worse. <laughs> nah, sounds like it. So they're taking um, Breeze yeah, Angle I'll off. Go, I'll go um, the Brothers. The Brothers of Bludgeon? Yep. That's what um, Woke and Matt would call them. <laughs> right, so the women's title match. Ricky, what have you picked? Uh, Charlotte. Charlotte. Um, I have picked Charlotte and I'm going to give myself a bonus point if Carmela attempts a cash in oh. see I said attempt not saying win 
I'm playing it a wee bit safe and it's just a bonus point that if Carmela attempts a cash in, I will get a bonus point, but I'm picking Charlotte. Barry? Charlie for me as well. Charlie. And JR has said that Ms. Flair will win the title. Uh, the US <coughs> title three-way dance between Robert Rudd, Dolph Lundgren and Boren Corbin. Ricky, you said you were picking Rudd, didn't you? A wee surprise win for Ricky, for Rudd, Ricky Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Barry? I, I took both of I think you both made good points. I think there's a possibility of, like you said, Clive, a boxing day, change of hands, or the start of the new year. Uh, but I'll, I agree with Ricky here, and I think the title changes hands at class. I was going to say TLC, yes, yeah, that's normally the event at the end of the year, but it's the class of the champions. So, Bobby Rudd for me. You two have went for Rudd, and JR and I have went for Corbin. So, we've swapped that over. The four way tag match. I have went for the Usos, as has JR, and I'm also giving myself another bonus point. If, if one of English or Rusev takes the pin as well, I think they'll be the one that take the pin. Wait, so you're just dishing out bonus points for yourself? <laughs> you can all have bonus points if you want, and that's the only two bonus points I'm doing. Alright, fair enough. Well, I'll uh, say the Uzos win this and I'll take a bonus point if the guy in the front row fucking flings a pint in the ring. <laughs> and if he doesn't, uh, take 40 points off me. <laughs> I'll just say Uzos to win. Okay. No bonus points yet for anyone? Nope. Nah, well, I'll leave mine for the main event, I think. Well, AJ versus Jinder. Well, Jin- I don't actually know what that will be yet. But <laughs> ah, well, we're assuming that it will be Team Canada versus Team Rotten and Nakamura. Mm-hmm. Nakamura. Um, AJ versus Jinder. I'm guessing we're all saying AJ here, yeah. Yep. <sighs> Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus Randy Orton. Shinsuke I never Nakamura. made my pick. Oh, God. Oh, God. Go on, tell us you want gender, then. You're gender sympathiser. So are you. No, I'm not. It's, he, he's been harshly treated since you lost the title. I've seen that comment for you guys. I've tried to ignore it. Did I not put um, lol at the end of the text? Yeah, but you were like, I thought you were genuinely laughing because you were like, that's actually true because we're actually sympathising. Clive, you were being um, serious. No, it wasn't. I, I thought you were being serious. Anyway, I'll go AJ, but I'm not fully convinced. But yeah, I'll say AJ. Right, so, last one Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, Sami uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> I'm going for Team Sami and Kevin. Um, JR has went for Team Yip. And he's given himself a bonus point if Brian screws Shane. Barry? Uh, I have agree. It'll be Sammy and KO for the victory. I'm quite glad you never asked me my opinion earlier this match because uh, uh, this is one of my classic swear ones that I enjoy. <laughs> Your curveball? Aye, my cur- curveball. Aye, aye. I think we're looking at the wrong guy screwing people here. I think it's a classic... Shane McMahon screwjob here 
and he's the one that saves Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. After all, classic. Yep. yep after all, that that, that yep. is that that's that's a hell of a prediction. I like that. I, can, I like that. It's a typical McMahon thing to do. Uh, I like and that. The way they're focusing on Daniel Bryan is if he's the one to screw it over. I think <laughs> I just I realised last week it's when Shane made the announcement he was a ref it was his face and it was Daniel Bryan's face after that. I was like mm, that's sneaky sneaky it's a classic week man storyline this I am that's because this is the thing this, like I said this pay-per-view is a nothing pay-per-view really and they've got to blow out the water with something crazy and if this is the last match I have very high hopes of this being the case that Shane screws um, oh interesting Daniel Bryan so that's my bonus point for that Ricky I will go Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and my two bonus points will come my first bonus point will be if Randy Orton takes a pin and my second bonus point will be if Nakamura takes a pin (laughs) (laughs) Uh (laughs) no I'm joking right my that's my no I can't take bonus points for that you need to stop lying uh, to me. You need to what, sorry? Stop lying to me. Okay. <laughs> Are we going to air this out on air? No. So, no. I will, Kevin Owens and Sammy, and I'll take a bonus point if, um, I'll say either Shane gets sort of distracted or he gets knocked down or whatever, and it's Daniel Bryan who counts a one, two, three. So that's my actual, so it's not even a case of um, even if it's Daniel Bryan counts it but Shane still like, watches him do it or whatever but Shane has to get like either distracted or he gets knocked out of the ring or he's knocked out or whatever that's my official where I get a point so if that actually doesn't happen then I don't get it ok so I've got all the predictions so far it's a seven match pay-per-view including the pre-show <coughs> JR is catching up with us all on 50 I'm on 63, Barry's on 64, and Ricky's in the lead with 65. So, let's see how that turns out prediction-wise. The Shane one's interesting, Barry, I have to say. Uh, can I just say I've not read that anywhere, either? That's just my own feeling. I'll also say that I wish that happens. <laughs> <laughs> that would be excellent. It's a that perfect a, end. It's just it's a perfect a, end to nothing people. Uh, <laughs> that would be a real curveball. Mm-hmm. However, I would say if I find out that the, the AJ match is last, I would probably say that that won't happen, and that I think Jinder would probably win the title if that's the case. Oh Christ! See, I don't think that will be last then. What the AJ? Uh, I think it'll be the. Ah, if there's no title match. change, it'll be the tag match, and that yeah. six screw job I'm talking about will happen. <laughs> right. So, shall we finish the night with a quiz? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> that was just that's just random as hell. I wasn't a fan of it to be honest, but it's quite it's funny. The t-shirt's quite the t-shirt's quite mm-hmm. cool. Aye, that is a good wee touch. And if you actually say it out loud and shout it, it's quite humorous. <laughs> uh, I think it just sort of adds in and te- it adds to the tease that Daniel Bryan might be turning. Because the t-shirt's back. Uh, in a way, like they've brought this t-shirt in, and it makes you it makes you wonder. You know what I mean? Are, are they all in it together? Daniel Bryan and those two. I don't know. Right. So, quiz time starts now. 
It's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends. A fucking WWE quiz. And it's going to be a December, like a sort of December in WWE themed quiz, mostly pay per views and a couple of other things that happened around the time. Um, number one. So, in Armageddon '99. 1999 Armageddon. What screw job happened to close the show? Uh, it's me, it's me, it's BAZ. Okay, BAZ. Uh, Stephanie turns and Vince. Correct. Saves Triple H to win the match. Well done. I, that was like one of the first pay per views I remember watching. Triple H and Vince, was it? Aye. Uh-huh. In a random main event. Was that a, was that a stipulation that match? Was it? I can't remember no, exactly. No, I think it was just for the... T- well, it was a no holds barred actually. Aye, aye, because I remember it being all the other arena. Was it... I don't, I don't know if it was a... Was it for a title? Or was it just a no holds barred? I don't think it was for a title. Mm. No. Was that that random time the Big Show was still champ? Or... Yeah. <laughs> might have been... Well, don't do say you know, anything do else. Know, hold it, no, you can't, because that might, su- might ruin something to do with the quiz later on. We'll talk about oh, that later. Shit. Oh, shit. Number two... Who did Chris Jericho face in a last man standing match at Armageddon 2000? The same year as that sick way Hell in a Cell match. Aye, that's right, aye. I spit in the faces of people who don't want to be cool. Ricky? Um, Mayor Glenn Jacobs. <laughs> Is it the mayor now? Senator? Is it a senator? He's the president. Oh, president? No, 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 no comment. Uh, no comment on that. So, is he the mayor? Did he win? No, I don't, I, I don't think this took place yet. Was the answer right though, aye? Uh, aye, sorry, we got <laughs> sidetracked a belter there. No, I don't, I, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think that's taking place yet. I think it might actually take place after the Rumble. Should... I think they're still doing their whole... Oh well, Kane's winning the title, isn't he? <laughs> and he's going to have the title at the press conference when he wins the mayorship. I saw, I saw a tweet, and I don't know if it was a, it was a piss take or it was a real thing, but there was a, a photo of Kane, and it was just doing the rounds on Twitter. It was um, vote for this man, or he'll burn your family, or something like that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, in two thousand and nine, which super current. Superstar won their first WWE title at the TLC pay-per-view. It's me, it's me, it's B.I.Z. Okay, Barry. Sheamus. Well done. Sorry, who did you say? Sheamus. Oh, right. It was against Zena, wasn't it? Aye, tables match. Did we speak about Sheamus' injury, sorry, last week? I thought that was going to get mentioned earlier, actually. We had just talked about it after I'd finished sort of editing last week's podcast, so... That's a uh, gutter. That was a shame. Don't know, and again, he's fucking still wrestling, so uh-huh. is yeah. it true? Is it serious? Who knows? Yeah. I was. He commented himself saying, because it showed him, uh, he's got some, I don't know, some mad gym equipment thing he's got in his neck, he's got to stretch out with us. Right. Uh, certain times a day or something. There was an interview with him confirming this, but I didn't actually see how serious the neck injury is, but apparently it's the same as, like you said, Edge and that. Ah, oh, yeah. oh man, that's rough. That is rough. Hopefully, he's been on. A t- he's been excellent this last sort of eighteen months or so. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's been excellent. He's 
hopefully he starts taking it a bit easy and make sure he prolongs his career because the tag team with the bar is just amazing. Love it. Thing um, is, I don't even know if you can prolong your career once you've had this injury. I think once you've got it, that's it. Like, there's no possible way to sort of slow down what's about to happen or stop what's about to happen. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <gasps> <laughs> what was my that? Leg, my leg just an cramp. <laughs> oh, no. I need to go, sorry. He has actually hung up, hasn't he? I think he has. I'll pause it a wee second. I've just hit the call. Hold on, I'm trying some back. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> make sure this bit doesn't make a podcast. I just you've woke the dog up and everything. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Barry has just been struck in with cramp and he's okay now. Oh. Oh, Thank you. Sorry about that. Right. In 2014, on the New Year's Eve episode of Raw, how did Seth Rollins force Cena? to say that they wanted to reinstate the authority. Is that a bit of a mouthful? you want me to repeat the question? Mm, I, enough, I know what you're talking about, but I repeat it again, aye. Right, so it was a 2014 New Year's Eve episode, I think it was New Year's Eve, and Seth Rollins basically forced Cena to say, I want to reinstate the authority. How did he do that? Oh, what was that again? <laughs> I can give you a clue. Um, no, I th- no, hold on, actually. Oh, I nearly had that. I don't want to help uh, Clive. Uh, sorry, Ricky, we mentioned, but. Uh, it was. I'm pretty sure he was in the verge of beating somebody up. Right. Remember your buzzers now? I know. I spit in the face of people Fuck. who don't want to be cool. Ricky? Um, was he not threatening to beat up Edge? Oh, that was all. He was going to give him the curb stomp until C- unless Cena came down and stopped him or whatever, yeah. reinstated the authority. Spot on, well done. That was it. He was going to break his curb stomp him onto the Money in the Bank briefcase. Well, thanks, Barry. Thank you. I get half a point for that. <laughs> so it's two, it's two each. We have a decider. 20 years ago, tomorrow in fact. (laughs) (laughs) I know, but this is quite significant, so calm yourself. 20 years ago, tomorrow, for us, or if you're listening to this podcast after the 15th of December 1997, Vince McMahon cut a very important on screen promo. What was the basis of this promo? Now, the promo was not in the ring, it was like in front of a curtained area backstage. I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. Ricky? It was a bust of the attitude era. Correct, well done. So, as of the 15th of December, we are entering 20 years later from the start of the attitude era. How's that? Um, So that was the quiz this week goes to Ricky. Would you like to hear one of the decider questions that I had? Mm -hmm. Yep. So back to Armageddon 99. In the lead up to their match, who started a poem with with deepest regrets and tears that are soaked? In what year, sorry? Armageddon 99. In the lead up to the match, someone had a promo and they had a poem. And the poem started with, with deepest regrets and tears that are soaked. The big boss, man. 
basically the big boss man wrote a poem about Big Show's dad dying. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember that. Do you I want... just remember there was a whole thing at the funeral and that and the horse was diving away and Big Show was hanging on to the end of it and that. Uh... The back of it and stuff that was diving away, it was... Do you want to hear the ah, poem? Do you want to hear the poem in its entirety? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> With the deepest regrets and tears that are soaked, I'm sorry to hear that your dad finally croaked. He lived a... <laughs> He lived a full life on his own terms. Soon he'll be buried and eaten by worms. But if I could have a son as stupid as you, I'd have wished for cancer so I would die too. So, Jesus. <laughs> so be brave and be strong. Get your life on track because the old bastard's dead and he ain't never coming back. <laughs> fucking hell. Can you believe that fucking happened? That's outrageous. <laughs> That is outrageous. Oh. <laughs> and then I think later, uh, weeks later, the boss man died. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, years later. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that brings the night to an end. Uh, pardon me, gents, while I do some plugging here. If you've enjoyed the show, then be sure to review... Be sure to... Re- rate and reviewers as well as the SMC Wrestling Show keeping it strong style One Nation Radio and One Nation Live Do that. you can do that on Podbean, Apple Podcasts Stitcher we've even got the shows on YouTube by the way I don't know if you knew that guys yeah I didn't know that right, it's on YouTube under One Nation Wrestling so if you fancy just watching it on the telly the computer then you can do that there if you've not enjoyed the show then we don't want to hear from you at all so don't bother leaving you can review. go fuck yourself <laughs> Uh, we are on Twitter at Ricky and Clive on Facebook at Ricky and Clive and speaking of Facebook check out Social Suplex's Facebook group The Wrestling Squared Circle for general discussion about all things wrestling (coughs) there we go the plug's over Um, thanks for joining me tonight gentlemen have you got any final blessings or wishes for us to pass to our listeners Barry yeah, I'll just I'll see you back here next week when Shane McMahon has screwed the world. <laughs> that can be the title of the show, Shane McMahon Screws the World. <laughs> Ricky? Um, no, just same shit that you made, you know, um, all, especially all the guys on Social Suplex. Um, and if it was someone on Social Suplex that put that tweet out about gender, then Ricky apologises, don't you, Ricky? Nope. Oh, Jesus. You'll be in trouble. Shout, shout, shout out to um, John Ross as well, who unfortunately couldn't be here today, so hopefully yeah. we get, hopefully get John Ross next week as well. All right, we'll get him we'll on We'll be able soon. to get him back in. Uh, and I will do a shout out to myself for producing this show. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> right, thanks for listening and try your best to enjoy Class of Champions. Shout out to Between Your Ropes. <laughs> you couldn't help yourself, could you? <laughs> Almost. <laughs> uh, thanks and good night. Good night, guys. Take care, guys. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.